اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم لا الہ الا اللہ محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم I greet you my brothers and I believe they are sisters as well with the universal greeting the greeting of salam assalamu alaikum the salam is not just a greeting that is used by Muslims but is a greeting that has been used by all the messengers of Allah Musa alayhi salam would say shalom Isa alayhi salam would say shalom so salam as a state has been very important throughout history that Muslims or those who submit to the will of Allah be in a state of salam so salam is really the basis of bringing people together and connecting not only with one another but connecting with our Creator Shukran so today I have the privilege of being in Cape Town on my 79th return since 2009 and this is my 55 55th Jummah lecture Alhamdulillah and I am a person who works with individuals and communities to uplift them empower them and I have now been spending a lot of time sharing with our brothers and sisters from our most incredible tradition of the glorious Quran and the tradition of the beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam so like you said Sheikh that we are here and we have the opportunity to remember Allah I am very thankful to you and all those who have given me this opportunity here this Jummah to glorify Allah what a privilege it is that I have been given Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. I speak on the subjects of Salaam like I was saying to you the importance of being in a state of peace in a state of unaffectedness in a state of not being bothered in a state of okayness the importance of us being in that state because today we hear that stress is a killer a lot of people are stressed out they get up in the morning they are in a state of stress and distress they go through the day in a state of stress and distress things happen we get so affected very often during the day and so my work is supporting myself and other people experience an inner calm inner calm and the glorious Quran tells us that verily it is only in the remembrance of Allah that a heart finds rest reassurance and calm so my focus is on supporting people be in a state of salam because if you're not in a state of salam you end up creating problems in your life we often think that our problems are the result or our state of effectiveness is the result of our problems that's what we think usually we think oh because I don't have enough money I'm not getting paid well my wife nags me and other problems that people seem to have they think that because the children don't listen to them or something is not the way they want it to be they think because of that they don't feel okay they feel bothered they feel affected and I tell you that it is only because we are not in a state of salam that we have the problems that we do in our lives the more we are in a state of inner peace connected with ourselves one another 
our loved ones, our Creator, the less problems there are in our lives. So, Salam is something that is very important. Like I said, all the messengers of Allah greeted with Shalom, with Salam, which is to remind us to be in a state of connectedness, surrenderedness, calmness. And the other thing that I speak about is Iman. Iman. In the glorious Quran, the Bedouin Arabs had come to the beloved Prophet and they said that we are among those who have Iman. And the Quran responds by saying that you have submitted your will to Islam. You are among those who have submitted your will to Islam, but Iman has not yet entered into your hearts. So the glorious Quran makes a distinction between those who submit their will in Islam and also those into whose hearts Iman has entered. So my focus is on Salam and Iman, a state within us of connectedness, of security, a state within us that we are connected to Allah and from that state of Iman or Taqwa or Tawakkul, we can then make Dua. So I speak about Salam, Iman and Dua. Now, we know, Allah says in the glorious Quran several places, that it is for us to invoke Him. And when we invoke Him, He will surely respond. Allah promises us in the Quran that if we invoke Him, if we supplicate to Him, if we ask Him, He will surely respond. He doesn't say you have to be very pious. You have to be a very, you know, it's open to all human beings who have faith. So, dua is a very special favor given to humanity. And Allah Himself promises that He responds. He says, say to the supplicant, I'm always near. Allah tells us in the Quran that He's even closer to us than our own jugular veins. And He says, say to the supplicant, I'm always near and I respond to the supplicant when the supplicant calls upon me. So dua is also termed the weapon of the believer. For those who have iman, dua is a very powerful tool, a very powerful appliance. It's a very powerful uh, weapon. It's a very powerful device. Dua is a special favor given to humanity to access the power that is Allah. And if we are not in a state of salam, if we are affected, bothered, if we are in a state of trusting our own intelligence and trying to figure out our problems ourselves, which we usually do. See, we are always thinking our way out of our problems. And Allah says in the glorious Quran that it is not for you to find a way out of your problems. It is for Allah to find a way for you out of your problems. It is for us, and it, before, before that it says that when Allah finds a way for you out of your problems, He finds a way from sources unknown and ways unexpected and unimaginable. See? And that it is for us to put our faith and trust in Allah, and He will surely accomplish our purpose. So Allah assures us that it is for us to put our faith and trust in Him, and he will sort our problems out. Like when the beloved Prophet ﷺ was in the cave with his noble companion and outside with the Meccans who wanted to kill them, they couldn't use their mind to protect themselves. Hazrat Abu Bakr was afraid and he asked the beloved Prophet, is this the end? 
they were in the cave, which is a little hole in the wall, and outside were the Meccans. And the beloved Prophet said, have no fear for Allah is with us. See? And a spider built a web. And if you look throughout history, Musa salam, had come to the ocean, the sea. And behind him was the pharaohs. And they couldn't figure out the way of how to save themselves. But Musa salam, knew that at every point before that Allah was always available to give him success over the pharaoh. And Allah would not desert him. And the sea parted. Now dua... It's not just for the prophets and the messengers. It's for all human beings. And all of us can access with dua the greatness that is Allah. So my topic today is how to make dua effectively. Because a lot of people are making dua, but they're not getting the results, the benefits, the gains that they're wanting. And I am a scientist. I am a social and spiritual scientist. And I study these things. And I looked at why are we not having our du'as answered because Allah guarantees us in the Quran and the beloved Prophet ﷺ, he said that du'a is the best form of worship it is the essence of worship in the hadith it is said to us it is said to us that du'a has the power to change qadr, your destiny whatever is going to happen du'a has the power to change destiny the beloved Prophet ﷺ also said that du'a averts misfortune See, the beloved Prophet would always say, La hawla wa la quwata illa billahi la which means that there is no power and there is no might, there is no change, no transformation except by means of Allah. So the beloved Prophet was guiding us, as the many Prophets before, that we, with and through the special favor of dua, have access to Allah Almighty. So the question is, how come our duas are not getting answered? And I put it to you from a lot of study as a social, social scientist and spiritual scientist that we are not really praying intelligently and we're not praying with faith. The glorious Quran tells us that the prayers of those without faith is nothing but vain prayers. If you pray without faith, it's not going to be responded to because it's vain prayers. So I began to look at the subject and I began to notice how we make dua generally. And today I'm going to share with you a few pointers. And inshallah at some point, if you want, I can come to the center here. You bring your wives and your children and we can discuss this topic even further. But today we're introducing how to make dua with faith and intelligently. So that Almighty Allah can answer your duas fulfill your desires and accomplish your purpose because that's what he says in the Quran you see when you go to school and university they tell you that if you can't see it it doesn't exist so most of us are actually brainwashed outside the awareness of Allah although we say we believe in Allah we've learned our lessons well we send our children to school go to school do well go to college go to university and it's all based on scientific materialism which denies the unseen. And Surah Baqarah speaks of the importance of this is a book in which is great guidance for those who recognize and believe in the unseen. You see? Faith, Iman, Yaqeen is about the belief in the unseen which we deny because our educational systems have trained us that way. And so for us to pray effectively 
and not in vain. We have to pray with faith and we have to pray with intelligence. Not faithlessly and not ignorantly. And that's what a lot of us are doing. Consider the following. That most of us, when do we make dua? When there's a problem, right? When somebody has failed to help us or we can't help ourselves anymore, then we turn to Allah saying doctors can't help, lawyers can't help, only you can help. But we go to him as the last resort. Meaning we're more worried about our problems. And we want relief from our problems. We're not turning to Allah in acknowledgement of Allah and the greatness that is Allah. And we're not going to Allah in great reverence. Meaning we're looking at the world and what's going on in our world first. And we are desperately turning to Allah second. And Allah tells us in the glorious Quran regarding faith. He tells us, remember Allah abundantly in order that you become successful. Remember Allah abundantly in order that you become successful. Allah says in the glorious Quran, verily in the remembrance of Allah does our heart find reassurance. See, many of us when you've got a problem, your heart is affected. You're not in salam. You're really worried. You're distressed. You're desperate. You're not secure. And you're praying from a closed heart, a heart that does not recognize the glory of Allah, a heart that is not connected to Allah, a mind that is not surrendered. You see, the other thing that we learn through our educational systems is that you must set goals. You use your mind, set goals and achieve your own goals. Allah says he accomplishes your purpose. But we are trained to depend on our own intelligence. We are not trained to depend on the intelligence that is Allah. So many of us live our whole lives in our own minds, thinking it is our intelligence that is supreme. We think, I did well in school, I became a such and such thing, I bought a car, I bought a house, I worked hard, I'm good at things, I put the food on my table, I put the food on my children and my wife's table, I look after my family. We are so schooled into denying Allah. You see, we forget that it is Allah who gave us existence. It is only the intelligence, an intelligence greater than our own. Our own intelligence can't do much, brothers and sisters. We could have not given us existence. Allah has given us existence. I am here and so are you, only by the grace of Allah, not by your and my intelligence. We have to humble ourselves. We have to recognize that there is a greater intelligence in us that has brought us forth. See, faith. Pray with faith, not faithlessly. See, we fail to recognize that Allah has given us all worth, value. In Islamic teachings, every human being has to be respected. Sinner, saint, Muslim, non-Muslim, criminal, war criminal, all have rights. We don't have the right to disrespect any human being. Not at all, never. Islamic rights. Did we come up with that? No. It is Allah's wish for us. He has given us value. We forget that. 
The Quran is talking and surely without doubt the remembrance of Allah is the greatest of all things. The Quran is telling us it's not fasting, it's not salah, is not whatever we might think Hajj. The Quran says and surely without doubt the remembrance of Allah is the greatest of all things. Becoming cognizant. Becoming aware, becoming conscious that there is an intelligence separate from yours. And that intelligence gave you your intelligence. But that intelligence is supreme, gave you existence and gave you worth, gave you your body in the best of molds. Allah has given us a body. The Quran says, we have created you in the best of molds. We are designed for ease and comfort. We designed that you can't even realize that you have joints that allow you to hold and, and do things etc etc. You have sight and color, smell and taste. You have six different taste buds you designed for satisfaction. Allah has designed us for convenience, for comfort and for satisfaction. See? Not our own intelligence. Allah has given us a mind for us to use. Free will. Imagination. Allah has given you the power of choice, reason. You did not give yourself that. We did not give ourselves. Allah has given us psychological abilities like speech. You can speak. You know, sometimes when you get a cold and you lose your voice, you know what that is like. Sometimes you, you hurt your hand and you can't use your hand. You know what that is like. Sometimes once I had a cotton bud stuck in my ear a whole night. I could only hear with one ear. I don't know if you know what that's like. Allah has given us stereo hearing. We are designed in the best of shapes, best of molds, appealing to one another. Allah has made. We don't look like Frankenstein. You understand? Allah's intelligence has given us our minds, our creativity, everything that you see around us, whether it's a motor vehicle, a fluorescent light, anything, a frame, comes from the creativity that Allah has given humanity. We of our own selves can do nothing. Our intelligence really in the grand scheme of things is not much. Because our intelligence could not have given us the heart that we experience love and joy, fun and play and laughter. It is a gift from that intelligence, that supreme intelligence that we call Allah. Yet many of us deny this intelligence. Allah says in the glorious Quran, He cautions us. He says, so remember me and I will remember you. And be grateful to me and do not deny me. You see, we're making dua from failing to be cognizant of Allah and His gifts and favors and His mercy. In the glorious Quran it is said that let them in the gifts, favors and mercy of Allah rejoice. When you turn to Allah to make dua, you are in a pathetic state. Where is the rejoicing? Thank you Allah. You are subhanAllah. You are great. No, no, no. We're just more interested in what's going on. We're more interested in what's going on, our problems. And we don't want to experience our problems. That's really what's what we call dua largely. I don't want this discomfort. I don't want discomfort. I don't want difficulty. Just get rid of it, Allah. We think that amounts to dua. Seeking relief is not making dua from your problems. When you turn to Allah with faith, and you turn to Allah using dua intelligently, that power that is promised by us in the glorious Quran and through the beloved Prophet Muhammad will be experienced by you.
But it's not being experienced by us because we are not remembering Allah. It says, whenever, whoever turns away from my remembrance, this is the glorious Quran I'm quoting, theirs will be a depressed life. Whoever turns away from the remembrance of Allah will be dire consequences. See? Not because Allah is punishing us. But it is only this life is designed for human beings to recognize their creator. And with and through the creator this life will work out as the Quran says for those who have faith and do good deeds. There is joy in this life and a blessed return to the hereafter. See? So the Quran is telling us about faith. That to be cognizant of Allah, the intelligence that is Allah, a greater intelligence than our own. Because when we do that, that is the silim. Islam comes from the root word salam and also silim. Silim means to release, to release your intelligence. So we in our schooling systems, our university systems, get trained to deny Allah, trust in your own mind, set your own goals and you make it happen for you. So we're making dua but from the wrong attitude. Not being in the right state of mind with faith. But the intelligence that is Allah. Because Allah tells us in the Quran that don't take any friends and helpers other than Allah. Nobody can help you. It, it, it does say that. Allah is all powerful and supreme. Allah creates as He wills. He has power over all things. Healing your body, sorting your problems out. Allah has power over all things. Allah is sufficient for us, the Quran tells us. It even asks you, is Allah not enough for you? So don't take anybody else but Allah as a disposer of your affairs. We turn and depend on ourselves. And we depend on other people and things. We depend on our businesses, our incomes, our money, people we know. When you have a problem, the first person you turn to is somebody or something and you feel good about it. So many of us have the rope and we know how to tie good knots in the rope and we tie the camel up and we feel good because we trust in the rope and we trust in our own abilities to tie knots. But we don't know that Allah gave us the ability to tie knots and Allah gave us the ability to create a rope. So many of us are failing ourselves. Either because we're constantly looking at the world and what's happening, problems, Allah save me from this problem, problem, this world, focuses on this world, not on Allah. This world, this world, this world, save me Allah, this world, this world, save me Allah. We don't take our attention away from this world and put it onto Allah and experience the peace. And we then don't trust in Allah. When He says quite clearly, nobody else can save you, nobody else can help you, only He can. But we think, no, I can. Or somebody I know can. Or something I have can. So we pray faithlessly. See? And we don't pray from gratitude. I want to just give you a few quotes from the Quran on gratitude. Quran says, keep reminding the believers because reminding benefits the believers. That's what I'm doing. I'm reminding me and I'm reminding us if we claim we're believers is be benefit to you. Oh people, speak of Allah's blessings upon you. Allah is telling us, speak of His blessings upon us. Yet we seldom do that. We think, what can I achieve? What have I achieved? What my children can achieve? Let's, what have we blessed ourselves with? What can we achieve more? We don't realize that intelligence that is Allah that has blessed us with 
gifts and favors. And inshallah, one day if I have an opportunity, we'll speak of the favor of forgiveness and what a great thing that is. Dua and forgiveness is special favors given to us, yet we don't know how to use it. Any blessing you are given is from Allah. If you count Allah's blessings, you can never encompass them all. They are innumerable, the Quran says, yet indeed people are unappreciative. You see, Quran is telling us, if you try to count Allah's blessings, you will never compute them. He has called you forth from your mother's wombs, given you hearing and sight, intelligence and affect, that you may be grateful. And truly, the Lord, thy Lord is gracious to mankind, but most ungrateful. So I want to ask you, are we in awareness of the unseen, that is Allah? His loving support for us. Allah loves you more than you can ever love you. Allah wants you to be satisfied more than you could ever want you to be satisfied. Look at how he's created us. Look at the gifts he's given us. He creates us on a planet that sustains us. You plant one seed, a fruit seed. It gives you a tree with hundreds of fruit. We're not meant to slave and work hard and suffer and we're meant to put in and get much more out. This is Allah's favors, but do we remember is the question. And truly, this is Allah bestows his blessings upon people, but most people are ungrateful. Be grateful to Allah, it says. For whoso is grateful is grateful for the good of their own soul. When you make dua, do you come from faith, recognition of that intelligence that is supreme and can take care of things for you? And do you come from appreciation? When you turn to Allah, are you saying, you've given me so much and I'm very grateful for it. And now I ask you for more. Or do you turn to Allah like you have nothing and like you're asking him for one thing? Are you forgetting that he has given you everything that you have? And he has cared for us by giving us existence in this form, giving us rights, giving us the glorious teachings of Islam. He sustains us today. He is Ar-Rahman. Ar-Rahman is the benevolent sustainer of all of creation, Muslim and non-Muslim people, animals and things. He is Ar-Rahman. He is Ar-Rahim. He is the healing, restoring, renewing, guiding, teaching presence. What we call the most compassionate. Wherever you go, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim is there. You take a walk outside, there's no way you can go where Allah, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim is not. When you get sick and your body heals, that healing property of your body is Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. When you plant a seed in the ground and that seed grows, that's Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. There is nowhere that you can be where the blessing that is the energizing and empowering energy of Allah that is not. But those who recognize, and that's what the Quran says, is Ar-Rahman, it asks you 31 times, which of the favors of your Lord do you deny? 31 times. It cautions us, oh, Allah, oh mankind, remember Allah's grace towards you. Allah said, for whose benefit? For Allah's benefit? No, that you may pray faithfully with intelligence. Let them an appreciative uh, and be appreciative of Allah's blessings upon you if you truly worship Him. So it goes on. My time is coming to an end, but I just want to say to us that. We have the power that is Allah, a supreme power, always available. We are two billion Muslims, some say, on the planet. But faithless Muslims largely, with all due respect. Because small groups of people can rock the world and make us look like fools. Yet we, two billion, claim we have Allah, can't do a thing. Do you understand? So we need to become aware. 
that there is a problem. The problem is not that Allah was overconfident when he said invoke me and I will always respond that I will accomplish your purpose, put your faith. Allah was not overconfident. His promise remains that he is supreme. That you cannot take any friend and helper and you don't need another friend and helper except Allah. His promise is supreme. He didn't, he wasn't overconfident. We have to ask ourselves when we are making dua, this powerful technology. Are we making dua with faith or are we making dua faithlessly? Are we making dua intelligently or are we making dua ignorantly? So with that I give the trustees and the imam the thankfulness for having given me the opportunity to be here with you. If you desire I can come at any charge to you. We can meet here, you bring your wives, you bring your children. We can take the subject further. If anybody is interested, I'm making myself available. It is a wonderful thing to have Iman, Taqwa, Yaqeen, Tawakkul. Peace fills you up 